Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And you can find us on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Go to FiveReasonsSports.com. That's for all of your latest content written, no paywall, not like the newspapers. And go to Prize Picks. Use the code 5 FIVE. Get your initial deposit match up to $100. It's PrizePicks.com. Use the code 5. F-I-V-E, get the initial deposit matched up to $100. Again, you can download it from prizepicks.com, the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store. And, of course, NBA coming back this week. You want to play that, but you can play MMA. You can play golf. You can play anything there, NHL, anything that's going on over at Prize Picks. Also, the second half NBA season props are up, too. We may discuss those on the YouTube channel and on Five on the Floor this week. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. We've got the whole crew today on a Sunday afternoon. We're doing this episode a little early in advance of the All-Star Game. If you do hear this early, we are on playback tonight. We're going to post that link up on the Five Reasons YouTube, uh, excuse me, the Five Reasons Twitter feed. Uh, they're up at the top where you can join us for the All-Star Game. We have more than 100 people join us for Heat Nets for our debut. We're going to be doing these throughout the season. It's fun. We just go in there. We're not, it's not a traditional play-by-play. We'll probably end up talking about Kevin Love the whole damn time, uh, but we'll also get to watch Bam play whatever the 12, 13 minutes uh, that he is allotted. So we will check that out. Go to playback tonight and just give it a shot. See what we're going to do the second half of the season. They put the stream right there for you, and then we comment on it, and then you can comment in the chat. All right, the news today, why we're breaking in here a little bit early. We've been telegraphing this. Obviously, we've not been the only ones. Kevin Love has signed with the Miami Heat. He got a buyout from the Cleveland Cavaliers. But the Heat also signed Cody Zeller, a little bit of a surprise there, except that he did work out with the team this past week, and that had been reported. And so the Heat are adding two bigs for their stretch run of the season as they try to get out of the seven spot. Talked about how they've been too small all season. Today, we're going to get into the specifics of what this is going to look like, why they did this, what this may mean. Brady has already put a video uh, about the fit on the YouTube channel. That was ready to go. So you can check that out on the YouTube channel, but we'll do it in spoken form here um, on the podcast. Let's just get into um, the mechanics of this, Greg, and and why they went ahead uh, and did this at this time. And I guess, and I know some Heat fans are saying we're cheating here, but they kind of traded Dwayne Dedman in a second-round pick for, I guess, Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. I mean, I, they could have added Cody Zeller earlier in the season, I guess, if if not for the luxury tax. But, I mean, it does make them better than they were before the break, we we expect. 
But how much better and why did they do this? How much better? That's the question. It's reinforcements in the front court. And um, I think the net net ultimately is what you just said. It's Dwayne Dedman and a second round pick for Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. And I know that people are going to immediately think that I'm coming here to defend what took place at the deadline. I'm not necessarily, and I'm not coming to defend anything over the summer or nothing like that. But what I will say is that when the net net is Kevin Love and any other player, frankly, uh, for Dwayne Dedman in a second, I think that that's a worthy risk. And I, I think that it's important to acknowledge that he took a risk here because the buyout market doesn't always present players that fit, that are capable of contributing and that become available and come to, to your situation. So like you need a lot of stuff to break, right? So the fact that they waited here, there was a risk that you don't get anybody at all. So I do think we should acknowledge that it's not as easy as just looking at it that way, but when it nets out this way, I think that when you bring in Kevin Love for the basically the remainder of your mid-level exception, which became prorated on January 10th, you bring Cody Zeller in on a vet minimum deal. Uh, they're essentially saying to me that shows that Kevin Love's going to play a lot of four is what that reads to me on some degree if Yurt is close to coming back. And they do definitely get bigger. They are better on the interior. If Kevin Love can return to form of how he played last year, he's like kind of the perfect fit next to Bam. We've talked about the perfect four next to Bam. Offensively, there are lots of things to talk about there. So it's a good day for the Heat overall. But I would just, there's a part of me that also wants to temper expectations because this team needs to shoot better as a whole for this all to work anyway. So ultimately, that's still where we're going to land. But they got better today. Yeah, well, the shooting is something that Kevin Love should help. I, I think if, if he doesn't help anything else, he was still shooting 35.5% from three this year. So that's that's better than most of the Heat players this season. We, we've talked about how that's killed him. Uh, Brady, you anticipate that he will start, or you think that's the best decision here? It's tough because I've gone back and forth with it because I know that's like the hot question right now. And obviously we've been talking all season about the role Kayla Martin plays. Should he be off the bench? Should you know? Obviously that's the role he should be kind of behind Jimmy. Uh, but even when you think about it, even before seeing Kevin Love, like when you just look at it on paper and I was kind of writing it out, I was like, it almost makes too much sense to start him because you look at the bench and I know there's a lot of staggering going on, but you look at right now with the, the roster they have right now, if they kept the starters, uh, it would essentially be all a depot. It'd be Max Struess. It'd be Kevin Love. And let's say for now it'd be Cody Zeller. And you're basically looking at that team and you're saying you need to stagger that defensively and shooting wise. Like it almost, it's almost too lopsided. So it almost makes too much sense to do that. You get a little bit of extra shooting and size in the front court and the starters. Uh, you bump Caleb down to his original role. Now you have kind of a defensive duo that they like playing together in Caleb Martin and Oladipo. They like, uh, now you can get back to that 2-2-1 press that you like. And what does 2-2-1 press mean? That means that they're going to kind of load back into zone. And what do you need a lot of right now if you're playing Kevin Love's back of five or Cody Zeller's back of five? A lot of zone. So it's like, it almost makes too much like sense in that way. So I think Kevin Love should probably get the start uh, but I don't really, I'm not too worried about that. Like we always say, like, it's not even about starting as much as I think the overall impression that he has on the team, but I just feel like the ways they can utilize them is kind of the important part. Like I was talking about the stuff they could do pick and pop wise. Like the fact of Jimmy Butler hasn't had a pick and pop threat since like Kelly Olenek. And that's the reason we kept talking about Kelly Olenek. Like they, he has not had that. And what do you need? What is the reason that Jimmy Butler rece- received so many guard screens throughout a game? One, he wants the smaller defender on him. So he's going to try to get a switch. 
The other reason is the guards are the only guys on the team that can actually slip out to the three-point line and provide space for him on a drive. So, like, I think this does a lot for uh, specifically Jimmy. I think the stuff, the other thing I'll mention really quickly is the fact that last year, I think the thing that they lost most, even though they brought back the same team, was the mid-post stuff. And I've been talking about that a lot. Like, they went to P.J. Tucker in the mid-post. They went to Kyle Lowry at times in the mid-post as a hub. They went to uh, Omer Yurtsevin. Like, they went to so many different guys. Markeith Morris when he was playing. Like, they haven't had that this season. All those guys that they don't have in that mid-post. It's Jimmy Butler and it's Bam Adebayo. And to a certain extent, they can run stuff through Kevin Love as a handoff guy, as a guy that can back it down smaller defenders and get into his spots. Like, there's different things I think they can run. So as much as this, yes, this is a buyout market. So like Greg said, you have to kind of temper expectations. But then as fit-wise, ideally, there's ways that they can utilize them that this makes a lot of sense, in my opinion. Defensively, Alex, let's pivot to the other side of this. Because the oh, Heat hang there. I'm sorry, I'm giving you the hard part. They, we, we know that they pride themselves on this. We tend to believe that Eric Spolstra can hide anybody but we did talk a lot the past couple of seasons about how they had one-dimensional players on the floor, and you can never have too many of those. And Kevin Love, I guess positionally he can be okay. He's never been a rim protector. His foot speed has gone down. Um, he has been somebody that you could isolate, pick on. Are you concerned about that? I mean, there's definitely some level of concern, but it's not some in the sense of, you know, don't sign him. I think it's something that you take. And like I said on the last podcast that we talked about this, there's flaws with every bio guy. He was the best one available. And I think his skill set, no matter how you look at it, from a buyout perspective, is a home run for the Heat. And all the reasons Brady just spoke about it, right? Like, and I wanted to keep going there because I just think um, they haven't had another guy who can really take advantage of uh, mismatches like that from just a brute force and post level. I, Brady talked about it from the high post and the mid post. That's also going to be a thing, you know, just if teams are switching, getting a small on him, Kevin Love can easily take advantage of that. Like he, he used to be the focal point of an offense, being a post up and face up guy and also um, an offensive hub, as Brady mentioned there. So being able to do that in a smaller role, kind of playing the Kelly role, you know, they're not that similar because I think Love is kind of um, a stronger player in the post. I think he's a much better rebounder, as we know, and he's still going to be able to add that. But it's just you can use him in so many different ways. And even though, like, the defensive concerns are still there, what Brady said is so right. Like, they already run so much more zone than everybody, especially off the bench. And I think that's where you can really see it when he's kind of a if – if he's playing backup five, I think that's where you'll probably see some more of those looks. And I think now you just have so much lineup versatility that you did not have before. Like, I think everything before felt like you had to have Caleb or Highsmith or Jimmy uh, – fill in at that role and now you can still play that style where you're forcing turnovers you know when love is off the floor and when he's on the floor you can actually have a big option right and he, he just fits so well next to bam because he is a stretch big he's played that role for years and he can shoot the hell out of the ball it's not you know trying to slot some mediocre shooter who happens to be a big man next to bam and trying to hope it works like kevin love has done this role for seasons years and years and years and you know, he's just going to do a smaller, he's going to play a smaller version of what he's done in the past in the, se in the sense of like, you know, 20, 25 minutes at most, not expecting many closer minutes, but it just helps you match up with so many other Eastern Conference teams in a way that they did it before, even with the defensive hurdles. I think um, there are ways that you can go around it. And a lot of that is just going to be with, you know, don't play him too much, right? And just be selective about the lineups you put out there with him. 
But whether it's lineups with Jimmy or lineups with Bam, lineups with both of them, I think they can do a lot more now, not to mention with the Zeller part that we haven't even talked about yet. Not, you know, Zeller's not going to be, be a, a complete difference maker for you. But again, you just have another big and you add to your front court depth. So I just think adding two guys who are going to help you there in the front court, you know, you just it's a complete home run. It is a complete home run, especially because if they didn't get him, we would be hearing about how they failed again. So that that's that's why it's good. And, and they've they've actually added somebody that we can, you know, we can kind of I don't know, scrutinize to a certain degree and and just gives a little bit of a fresh element to the season even if things have gotten stale for him in Cleveland. We are going to have uh, likely Sam Amico on. Uh he's covered the Cavaliers for years. He had a relationship with Kevin Love in Cleveland and he uh he wrote a post about about Love when the buyout news came out. So we're going to talk to him about what Kevin Love actually looks like this season because I think that's important. I mean, you know, we're we're talking about a guy who was a six man of the year candidate last year. Maybe he shouldn't have been quite where he's put by the likes of John Hollinger, but he was put up there and this season it just kind of faded away. Like he had an injury they went with other, you know, obviously they have their two bigs in Mobley and Allen. They didn't really find a ton of minutes for him. And that's a good team. Like, that's not the kind of team that typically a guy would seek a buyout from, particularly if he's been there for essentially a decade. And he did. And so it didn't go particularly well for him this year. And I think we need to acknowledge that. And that's why we do need to temper expectations. But the Heat had such a need for a shooter, a rebounder, somebody to play next to Bam, that it's kind of like, all right, you'll see if someone else is trash to a certain degree can be your treasure to a certain degree. So we'll talk about this more when we come back. Do you want to mention another sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network? That's Water Cleanup of Florida. Our friends Michael Robert, the rest of his team, they're based there in Boca Raton. They're there for you 24 hours a day, 365 a year. If you got water or mold damage in your home or business, they're the ones to turn to. Again, it's Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-579-0356. The website is wcufl.com. That's WCU fl.com 954-579-0356 you can follow them on facebook or instagram or check out their 70 plus five-star reviews on google they're also big miami heat fans all the udonis has them stuff that they got there in their warehouse up there go to water cleanup of florida 954-579-0356 if you got the schmutz they got the guts this show is sponsored by better help What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, now... We talk about starting. The, the reason that I like him starting, as long as it's low minutes, is because the domino effect that it causes, which is that Caleb Martin goes back to where he should be, which is a swing man off the bench. And that also may allow you to survive the Jimmy Butler minutes a little bit better than you've survived them this season. I'm still going to scream at the television when Spo waits until the six-minute mark instead of the eight- or nine-minute mark. But we've seen that Caleb does a reasonable facsimile of Jimmy when he's out there replacing him. And now that can actually be an option. But I want to get into the second part of this, which is the decision to sign Zeller. When you had Yurt coming back, you have Orlando, we think, you have Orlando Robinson, who they were going to sign to, uh, we thought, a standard contract, but now there's no roster spot for him. And he was playing through injury, so I'm not exactly sure how that plays into it. And you had questions at the guard spot with Oladipo having not played again for the past couple of weeks, and with Kyle Lowry, who I guess it came out that he's trying to get back on the court by the end of February. I told you guys I'd not expect him to have a big role the rest of the season. I don't expect him to come back as a starter, but it does appear he may come back and play for them a little bit sooner than I thought. So I'll go to you on this, Greg. Like, what does this mean? They decided they didn't need a guard? Yeah, I think Barry Jackson – mentioned in a tweet today something to the effect of that they've talked about you know kind of what transpired and that he's willing to accept any role necessary for the team I thought that was interesting very careful placement of words on the timeline today and you know there's 23 games left and they don't really have the luxury of not utilizing everybody who may be available so if he's going to come back I think that ultimately you'll see uh, Lowry figure out some sort of role, although to the starting question, I think that that's, that's going to be an interesting thing to see Spo manage. I think that that's a super intriguing part of the last 23 games. Cody Zeller kind of, uh, they worked him out and they were impressed by it. I heard that his workout, I think it was with the Lakers also went really good. So Maybe he's looking good, but I mean, the guy's been out of the league all year. Like, what are we really doing here? Are we going to say like, he's going to come in and be a immediate contributor. Nobody else was signing him and he didn't have much of a role last year. Although I know he had injuries. So to me, if Yurt is ready and we've gotten such positive feedback about Yurt, I know, I guess you can't just count on Yurt's of him to be the backup five for the, this entire stretch run. But I do think it's just interesting that they are, Come, like not looking at the guards they're going with another big that's not necessarily even a big that plays a lot of four um so that i mean that's kind of where we're at it ultimately shows me that they think depot and lowry can be a part of this because otherwise there's just no way that they would have enough guards to to get by 
Well, the Deadman thing, too, if you look at it from a couple of years ago, it was sort of similar to Zeller. He was out of the league the whole year. Um, he'd come in off injuries, a little bit different in terms of the types of injuries. Came back, and as much as we kind of mocked the way the Deadman played here over the past year, he was pretty damn good when he came in. I'm not expecting that from Zeller necessarily. It does seem like just another body. Uh, what does he provide, if anything, that would be different from what Yurt would provide, Brady? Well, I guess experience, like that's like the easy answer. I think his role would be pretty similar, honestly, which this sounds weird, but it sounds similar to Orlando Robinson where they would just ask him to basically just simply just kind of screen, roll, dive and handoff. Like that is like immediately what I uh, kind of imagine. The difference is for one, you know, obviously, like I said, you have a little bit more experience compared to Orlando Robinson uh, and there's just, different ways, I guess, not converting him to the two way, but there's obviously his role is not going to be a lot. Like it's, it's going to be pretty simple if they utilize him, but it seems as simple just as your like insurance, like as Greg was just talking about, like, it's basically uh, my question is, does this mean anything? Because if we're kind of saying the thing that like, this says a lot about the trust they have in all the depot moving forward. And I guess Kyle Lowry to the same extent, but I specifically was thinking about all the depot because I feel like there was question marks with now he's been out a little bit. How are they going to deal with the bio market? But like them going for Zeller as well, does that say anything about where they stand right now with Yurtsevin? Like that's my question as well. But I still feel like they're going to give him that opportunity at first and we'll see how it looks. Then they can maybe rotate to him if needed. But it was clear no matter what they needed, especially if this uh, two-way is going to expire for Orlando Robinson, they needed some type of extra big uh, on this roster. I said it even on the last playback thing. I was like when Caleb Martin was like shaking up for a second, I was like, if Caleb or if a guy like Caleb Martin goes down, I don't know what they do because they just don't have any big to rotate into any front court player to rotate in by any extent. So, uh, I mean, it, it's not something you can really just make sense of and say like Cody Zeller is going to change anything for them in general, but it feels like decent insurance. And like I said, he's just going to screen dive. He can get some shots in the lane, but most likely uh, he's just going to kind of be a facilitator as well. And, and the last thing I'll mention is, Speaking of his facilitating, like that's where the the line can be drawn, I guess, in comparison. Like you have Bam, who was known to be an elite passer. You have Kevin Love, who, who Greg mentioned in this chat a little bit ago, can is going to surprise people with his passing, which is very true. Like his outlet passing, the stuff in the mid post, like he can make passes. And Cody Zeller can do that to a certain extent too. So it seems like there was a theme where to kind of draw. It's like they, they can play make through their bigs. And it's something they've done in, in the past with Yurtsevin as well. If We talked to him at media day when he had that big like eight or nine assist game against the Suns, like that, that feels like something they could kind of lean into a little bit. Cody Zeller is one of those types that he's going to come in and he's going to grab like four rebounds in three minutes and Heat fans are going to go crazy saying, this is what another big looks like on the roster. Like it, it's going to emphasize how small they've been the whole season. I, Alex, before we go here, because we're going to do more on this on playback tonight and then obviously during the week. Um, but, but I mean, does this – dramatic not the Cody Zeller thing but love with Zeller with the decision I guess that you're going to ride with Depot you're going to give Lowry an opportunity perhaps to contribute maybe Gabe Vincent is the starter for the rest of the season or we'll see how long that that lasts I, I mean do you think they've made enough improvements to make you feel better about them in either a first or a second round matchup with somebody yes and I'm only saying that if the question is limited to where they were right before assigning these guys right so yeah, that this has nothing to do with the trade deadline because we are past that point. You can't go back in time and, you know, trade for whatever one of your favorite names was out there. From where they were to where they are now, yes, I feel a little bit better about some of these matchups. You know, like Love and Zeller, I don't think 
are complete game changers. Like I said, they're they're on different levels right now. I just think Love, like we've already mentioned on the show, was is uh, was a six man of the year candidate last year. Zeller, like Leif mentioned before, had an, uh, an injury last season and I think had surgery on the knee. So I'm interested to see where his lateral agility is at. The fact that he impressed the Heat and I guess the Lakers um, <laughs> is a good thing. So we'll see where that is. You know, I think now just to kind of close this all, like I mentioned lineup versatility. There's also rotational versatility now. And I saw Brady kind of outlining what the rotation could look like um, now with these two additions. I don't know if they promised love a starting spot or not, but even if they did, they can go multiple different ways about it, whether it's with the lineups or with the rotation um, as a whole. Like if you start love, um, you bring Caleb back off the bench, but you don't necessarily have to go with the traditional your or Zeller backup center as well. Like you can go uh, love as backup five high Smith gets minutes. You know what I mean? Like they have, I think more options now as to the type of guys they want to play. They can play more styles. And I think that's going to help in the playoffs, no matter who you go up against. Like, again, none of these guys individually are going to stop other teams, best players or anything of that sort. I just think they've kind of completed the roster in the sense of, you know, you're fielding a complete roster. I think that's the better way of putting it. You know, you, you have different things that you can do, different options. And all of a sudden, you don't look, you know, absolutely tiny next to some of these other Eastern Conference teams. So you get ro rotational versatility, you get lineup versatility. I think the Cody Zeller signing was pretty funny that they waited to announce that signing until after they got love. Cause I think it would have been hilarious if that would have come before by itself to see how uh, heat fans reacted. Um, and I think it's also funny that we got the, the college reunion that we didn't expect. Like everybody was hyping up Russ and Kevin love. And now you get Victor Oladipo and Cody Zeller. So that's pretty funny to me, but no, I, I, I do think however they just, they decide to, mix up this rotation once it settles, you know, I trust Spo to figure that out, but they have so many more options now. And, you know, if love really hits as a shooter and as a rotation player, he doesn't look like a complete mess on defense where, you know, he, he's unplayable. Like this can be a really nice, like you just added one, maybe two possible, possible rotation players to a playoff team without really giving up anything. I mean, I guess you gave up Deadman in a second, so not bad. Yeah, I think that's the conclusion for most Heat fans is not bad. Um, I would say that the average on a poll that I put up was about a B- minus for the trade deadline as a whole now that you're including this in context. I think that's fair. I think until we see Love on the court, we see what Spo can do with him. Look, for all – Zeller was you know, a starter for nine years. Right, and 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 for all for all my criticisms of Kevin Love, you know, at times and the comparison to Bosch and everything else – um, he does have what the skill set I think is going to help the most is the passing. Actually, I, I feel like that is the thing that Eric's going to leverage the most. And and their offense needs a jolt in that regard. You need another guy who can at least play make. You can play through uh, at times, especially when when Jimmy and, and Bam are not on the floor. So I think that's something that they can actually maybe run some lineups uh, with Love out there. I don't know if you just put Love and Hero out there without a lot of defensive protection, but they'll they'll. I think Eric will find some combinations here. Um, I don't think it elevates their ceiling that much, honestly. I, I think it's a moderate upgrade to their overall ceiling. I still think this is a team that can win a first-round series based on matchup, um, and I still think this is a team that goes out in the second round. But we have something to talk about now. That's good. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, Better, uh, Better Edge, I did not mention, but 5RSN is the code there. That's our gambling sponsor. Go to betteredge.com, use the code 5RSN. Prize picks, use the code 5FIVE. And, of course, water cleanup of Florida if you've got the schmutz. 
They got the guts. Join us on playback tonight. If you're listening to this before eight o'clock, we'll talk more about this then. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. What's so special about hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.